minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 164. Good morning. Boom. It's uh, it's Friday, baby. It's a Friday fun one. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently... I'm in a good spot, Joshy boy. Uh, in life? Yeah. Uh, well, 29, last day of being 20. This is my last, you know, 16 hours or whatever it is of being 29. Um, and the last podcast that I'll do ever at 29 you, before 30 tomorrow. You know, so if we want to get the press releases about two guys in their 20s, <laughs> I'll have to get on it today. Maybe maybe that's the episode name. Two guys in their 20s. A podcast <laughs> in their 20s. The last show with two guys in their 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real clickbait like we're finishing it. Um, but no, I'm... Um, yeah, feeling good. I'm looking out. I'm in a car park. It always sounds a bit seedy because there's a lot of seedy things that go on in car parks. In St Kilda. Uh, yeah, well, along along the coast, they they call them the, along the coast. Along the coast. Well, it's the it's the bay here. In Melbourne. You're doing the Great Ocean Road. Did you wake <laughs> up in the morning and drive to the Twelve Apostles to do the show? <laughs> no, I'm um I've driven to a place called Greenpoint in uh, Brighton. I used to drink here as a kid. Uh, I came here as an adult and now I podcast here as a 29-year-old. And it looks out back towards Melbourne. You can see the city skyline. It's pretty amazing. Uh, If you just type in Beach Boxes Brighton, which is like a famous um, landmark for tourists coming from uh, Asia, there's like literally buses of people that come here, tourists, and walk down and look at these little houses on the on the sand which is totally bizarre there are um, people own them right oh man these things are worth uh like i'm looking over there there would be almost five million dollars worth of little shacks and they're tiny and they're about 600 grand each i think one went for about 600 grand Ridiculous. Is it seen as a bit of a donation to the council? Is that how it's sort of pitched or where does that money go? No, nah, it's rich people that actually just want to go down and, um, and you know, have a, uh, a little spot that they can stay off the sand or have beach toys. Like there's beach boxes all around the bay. <laughs> beach toys. Beach toys. so dumb. Yeah, mate. It's because you've never been to the beach and, or at least been to the beach no, and felt no, in your element. <laughs> the, the one thing, think about it though, like if you're going to store something somewhere, what's the one thing that you would involve, uh, like um, avoid when you, if you were finding a storage place? Uh, cost, like super high cost? Uh, no, not only the cost, but like. Uh, ocean, like the water, like the <laughs> yeah. salty water and the, like the, Corrosion or whatever you call, like it's oh, the yeah. worst possible place to store anything. Everything's going to be fucked by the end of it. That it's like it's like they say about boat owners. The um, the what is it? The best. What do they say about boat owners? <laughs> well, I'm not a boat owner, so I don't know entirely, and I might get it wrong. But it's like um, the best thing about owning it. The best time. The best thing about owning a boat is the day you sell the boat, or something like that, which is means it's a nightmare for the owner. But for the people that yeah. know the owner, it's great. And I've known 
a few owners of beach boxes. Not these ones. <laughs> the like the ones I'm talking about. The exorbitant price is the ones that are like so close to the city. The ones down the coast, like an hour and a half away, um, they get a lot cheaper. And um, a friend of mine, he owns a share in one, and we've gone and um, sat there and drank beers, sunset. You take your chairs. It's unbelievable. Like it's. It's a good experience when your mate owns it and you don't have to pay the money. But it's been broken into about 10 times. Uh, you know, it's been vandalized. So, yeah, there's a lot of negatives here. Well, is it called Brighton Beach? Is that where you are? Yeah, br- yeah, right, Brighton Beach, beach, beach boxes. Okay. You get doing, getting um, a quick listing. No I, no, I was curious because I remember seeing a story maybe six months ago, actually probably eight months ago. It was just when it was summer in Melbourne. And uh, did you see the story about the guy that uh, got eaten alive by um, like beach lice? Oh, yes. Yes, so full on. That, that was the, the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. Mm. Jesus. So this guy was standing still. Oh. I've just looked it up. If you if you t- if you Google uh, "bitten teens dad films Brighton Beach sea fleas enjoying a meal." All right, if mate. You, <laughs> so if I, I, I can't even very, remember what you, three of the words you said there. It okay, was like just, a weird. Just combo. type in Brighton Beach fleas. Oh, oh! It is so <laughs> full on. It is. Can you please? Google it too. Brighton right. Beach fleas, and the, the this kid named Sam basically was standing still in the water, and the fleas like he didn't realise, but they were eating him alive on the leg. And if oh, geez. the the age did an article, and if you scroll down, if you're squirmish, don't look at it. But if you scroll down, the amount of blood that oh, has yeah. been that has are you seeing it? Yeah, I'm seeing. It. I saw these photos. Oh. Crazy! It looks like something out of The Walking Dead Re- TV show reference. Sorry, you won't get it. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. Um, it just looks but like a zombie's um, leg that is like half been gnawed. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's where I am. I'm in the car park overlooking the um, the crime scene of the the flea incident. <laughs> uh, Any, anyone else there? Yeah, no. This is the thing about car parks. It's like, and especially along <laughs> when I say the coast, I mean just along the bay here. There's a lot of um, like uh, there's a lot of what do you call them beats, gay beats, where you know people go to the bushes, that kind of stuff. Yes, and so I don't know about this one, but any time I drive into a car park at night and there's cars in there, I'm always thinking, what's going on there? And so I'm that yeah. car right now. Oh, here, here comes a guy past me. Is it Christian Hull? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, he's a runner. <laughs> He's a runner. Anyway, he's a runner. This, this, um, <laughs> this, uh, so this car park, a little story from when I was a, a younger, nineteen-year-old. God, that's that's over ten years ago. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so um, my mate came and picked me up, and we went for a drive. And I mean, these are the spots where people just come in and chill as well as get hand jobs. Um, and so we we were with a couple of other people and he's like, watch this. We drove into the car park where we are and he's like, I, yeah. I play this game. He had a high-vis top on and, he, <laughs> and right. he would drive up to the side of cars 
and just oi and he'd have his vis, high vis on so that and he'd wind his window right down sort of like lean out the car so hey mate yeah and they'd open their window oi uh so we're shutting up the car park in about five minutes, so we're all going to have to clean out. So uh, thanks, mate. <laughs> and we'd call it clean out the car park, and he'd see if he could clean out the the Brighton car park. <laughs> Dude, everyone listened to him. Yeah, oh, no problem, mate. I'll be off in a second. Literally, we would come in. Because everyone's be- being dodgy. That's <laughs> why, too, because everyone's like, oh, did he just see us making out? <laughs> there was um, making out with my ass. Josh, if if you're worried about someone, what, someone you seeing, what, if someone sees you making out, there's nothing wrong with that. It's more about what you're doing. But the way that you said that, I thought you were saying that people were making out with their ass. <laughs> anyway, so no, so what sort up. of car was he rocking to actually um, to pull this off? A really shitty car. It was like that was the best <laughs> bit about it. It was like a um, a Magna. Uh, uh, to, what 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 are they? Uh, Honda Magna, like yeah. just it, it was crappy. It's like a bit of paint coming off. Did not look like a vehicle of authority. <laughs> it looked like <laughs> fucking there'll be seventeen monster cans on the back floor. Uh, so it, uh, Troy Troy Kinney, uh, the comedian, he does a, a funny bit where he would take a um, a ladder. And see if he can just go into yeah. random places. And he's got footage so of good. him just going past um, Flinders Street train station, just going straight through without a Mikey because he just had a ladder and they just let him straight through. Yeah, it's a classic, classic stitch up. I was at a music yeah. festival once and um, this guy uh, that I know found a, a high vis vest on the ground. It's probably someone who was partying. They were probably wearing it early because yeah. they thought it looked good. He put it on and then went around. And uh, I filmed him, and he went up to people and said, "Yeah, excuse me, mate, I've got to see your ID." And people would fully bring pull out their IDs. Yeah, no problem. Here you go. They'd show just checking that you're under, you know, you're over eighteen. It's like this well, is- <laughs> Jules Lund, um, who we had on on the show on Friday, he is the best person to get into any Qantas lounge. Ah. Uh. He, but like, I remember being at the, uh, you know, working with him at the at the radio show, and you know, even with his platinum or whatever he had um, membership, you would only have a you know, certain amount of people you could bring in. But it didn't matter how many people within our team we had, he basically would just say, "You just have to do the stare, just stare straight ahead, walk with confidence, and just go straight in." Yeah, yeah, and that that worked surprisingly well. I think part of it might be the fact that he's Jules Lund, and he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, the main face of Getaway, which was like an Australian travel show. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that could have something to do with it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've used his name to get in places as well. So, is it? <laughs> yeah, I bet you have. He's really just, you know, given back to the community. I yeah. used his name in America, and no one ever knew who he was. But I think it was the yeah. fact that I was confident enough to use a bloke's name, um, and it worked in nightclubs and fucking getting you know tours. It was amazing, mate. The um, the the whole show that you were doing the the internet show was called Suck on That Jules Lund. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't leverage it any harder if you tried. <laughs> yep, yep. Thank you, Jules Lund. Um, so. I'm actually in a really good mood. All right, um, good, good. I mean, Russ yeah. Keys wants to know because he's worried, as we discussed yeah, yesterday. 
Yeah. yeah well, the the funny thing is, I've I w- I was in a shocking mood in the sense of I um I was just feeling stressed, and it's even more annoying when you feel stressed and you don't know why, mm-hmm. and especially when you feel like you're in a bit of a privileged position, like you're on holidays. And mm. so I think that like being in a bad mood or feeling stressed when you're on holidays, it's sort of you can get into a bit of a loop where you get even more annoyed because you're like you're annoyed that you're annoyed uh, yeah. and you shouldn't be annoyed. Yeah. But yeah. um I uncovered what it was, or oh, I good. think that I've or at least found a mechanism to feel better. I um I got it, and this is this has worked before, and some it takes me a while sometimes to work it out. But maybe other people are feeling the same way. I mm. got a notepad, and I wrote down dot point to do list of everything that I need to do at the moment. Yeah, and what I discovered is even though I'm on holidays, I ended up writing two pages of to do lists. It was like over forty items that I'd been thinking about in my head, but I hadn't done anything, actioned it, hadn't put, written mm-hmm. it down anywhere. And so what I think was happening was I was just constantly, any time that I was walking, I was just ticking through on my head of like the things that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because being on holidays, you sometimes let go of all of the structure and you're like, ah, oh, I've got no responsibilities. I don't need structure. And then what you don't realize is paying the car insurance is still in the back of your mind uh, and it doesn't and it, and it nags at you well there's so, one um, thing that's not on yeah. the list and that's check your PO box because I got that covered bro so oh, have, have you actually checked it though uh, not since you last asked but I will check it so if it's okay. on the list take it off and I'll do it I'll do it today okay perfect check I it. think I actually have um, off screen magazines coming so oh, great. Uh, that's that'll exciting be, yeah you can, you can open it that'll be good for me uh, that's what I, I yeah. actually like it's my basically my letterbox and so PO box 400 <laughs> Abbotsford Victoria 3067 if uh, anyone has any mail for us would appreciate it yeah it's it's Josh's personal mail but it's a tax write off for the the yeah. show <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's, it's great I, th- I think it yeah I think it. you think that a holiday will remove that but you mm. are the person on the holiday, and it's usually that usually happens. So, it's um, getting that clarity. It helps. I know that yeah, if I've it's I've, huge. Yeah, I've got jobs to do, or like juggling multiple tasks for work. Mm. That's when you like you can just f- go in and out of five different jobs, which is probably not that efficient when you should be sort of just delving in and doing some solid work on one. But then the the reason I go in and out is because I'm thinking, oh, that one, that one, that, you know, I haven't. And then I write yeah. it out like you're saying. It does, it does really help. What else are you stressed about? Because well, then you can, but, but then you can also pick a thing. Like for me, it's, um, oh, he, here's a thing that I've, like one of the things that has just been on my mind. Like I, I helped uh, my brother's mate maybe seven years ago uh, set up his uh, email and stuff on his uh, and a domain name for his ele- uh, electrical business. He's an electrician. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm still to this day paying for that domain name, and it renews, <laughs> and it's like 
it's just a bit of a pain in the ass. And his email went down maybe two years ago and was emailing, like contacting me about it. So I then had to fix that. And I was like, I wrote down to transfer that domain name to him. And like, I'm even like, I've got him in my system as my host. So I can send like, do it like, it's just that sort of shit. Yeah. So um, like d- doing that, uh, yeah, made a big difference, but also um, clearing up my laptop i just went on the desktop and just completely cleaned it put a new um wallpaper in the background me so it feels nice and fresh just just me just killing it in my 20s yeah, exactly uh, yeah. tribute to tommy <laughs> are, you, are you getting a little bit more sort of um reflective of your 20 like what state are you at has anything changed since, since i last asked you about moving to your 30s nah no, I'm, I'm I'm owning it. I'm just looking forward to uh, uh, celebrating it. It's it's a good yeah. time. I've got the good things to look forward to. Great family. Yeah, lots to be grateful yeah. for. Healthy. The gratitude thing is uh is good. I think too. It's like being able to um, when you're in a funk, have mm. like at the beginning of um. I don't think I ever spoke about this on the show because it was uh, before before we started but I um at the start of I think it was last year I started a gratitude diary where I'd write down what I was grateful for every morning and then I um had put on there once that um like I was grateful for Brie or something like that and then I realized that Brie had started to read my <laughs> gratitude diary so i made a point of every day to mention brie in the gratitude diary for basically brownie points and because it was something that she wasn't meant to really be reading i felt like it was um it had an extra level of uh shine to, to it <laughs> and so, um, what was this what i mean other than if you saw her reading it how did you know that she was reading it no, I think that she was just not like, I think, um, I can't remember now. I don't know if she mentioned it. Like, oh, I think she was just like, oh, like extra curious about my gratitude. Like, oh, what what are you grateful? What did you write yeah. today? Type of thing. And I was like, yeah, you don't normally care what I'm, what I'm doing. Mm. What are you, what's going on here? She's like, oh, no, just read it. What have you got? I'm like, oh, yeah, I mentioned you. She's like, oh, really? I, and it, then so I, um, yeah, continued that. For a time. And I think like... I think when stuff is, I mean, the here's the the hard thing. When stuff's going good, you, I, I've yeah. tended to um, veer away from doing those sort of rituals or habits, and it's probably the time that you should be sticking at them. But like I know when yeah. I sort of had that um, transition out of in Shepparton, moved to Sydney, didn't really know what I was uh, wanting to do, kind of knew the area I wanted to work in. Um and I would get up every morning and drive to Bondi. It was like a five-minute drive. This is before we actually lived in the heart of Bondi. So I'd drive down to Bondi, I'd go to a cafe, and I'd write um, morning pages, which was just like yeah. a th- three pages of just crap. Like sometimes it would just be literally vomit from my brain, like <laughs> nonsensical 
shit but I always remember like it was it's almost like a child thing where you're like looking to see if other people are looking at what you're writing but you don't because you don't yeah. want them to read what you're writing but I'm sure they don't give a shit what they're right what you're writing there a lot of people did ask what are you doing because it seems we really? I think a lot of people are confused by just a bloke writing what looks like you know uh, a dear diary um, yeah. and and so people like was it you, like a pink notepad with one of those little locks on it? Well, I mean, <laughs> like a the, love heart key. The Hello Kitty one was available and it was cheap, <laughs> so I went with that. So maybe that no, but but um, yeah, people did say, "What are you doing?" And then I got in the great conversation of, "Oh, it's like um, to unleash creativity." And you know what? That's how it's sold, kind of like you know, get your brain flow happening, and and it, and it did. It it gave me clarity, and it was. And I included the things like being grateful and all of that shit. But it did. It really, you know, I don't know if it's if it was that or it was the fact that I was just doing this thing every morning where I'd go. But, you know, like um, the timing of it. And I made a video um, that I put out on my YouTube channel uh, yesterday. And it's just about how timing has been really important in the things that I've done and you know it's it's one aspect of the equation timing because there's also what you've been doing in the lead up to that moment you know like if you're looking at sort of a a graph you've got like your your skill set or you know the action you've been taking and then timing and sometimes it's like they overlap with an opportunity and you know I remember sitting in that cafe doing those pages and for the for that reason, I saw a guy that I went to high school with in Bondi and he said, what are you doing for work? And I said, oh, not much. He said, well, well what's your skills and stuff? I said, well, I can make videos. And um, he said, oh, awesome. Well, I'll, I'll let, I might I might have something for you. I'll let you know. And then literally later that day, I got this message from him and said, call this dude. Um, he's from my business. He manages this. He wants to see you. And then I started doing some freelancing for him. And I and at that yeah. point, like, I still wasn't convinced that I was the guy who makes videos yet, right? And yeah. so it's like the action of going to do that morning pages routine, you know, actually... Put it into cre- motion. Yeah, put it into motion and created some momentum. And it's, it's super well, cool. One of my favorite quotes is, success is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh, yeah. And um, it like that's a perfect example, right? Like you had the video skills, you were creating that, which then, you know, was that preparation for when the opportunity comes comes around. Yeah. And so... Um, and, and sometimes you, you don't know. even know that you're preparing, right? Like I didn't think yeah. I was preparing. I was getting curious on cameras because I I wasn't getting curious on camera I was getting curious about cameras um, we getting curious on cameras with Tommy what is <laughs> sounds like a quite a zany you could start doing that in the car park <laughs> um, but yeah so I didn't even know like that wasn't my my thinking behind it yeah but it definitely you know like you just can't discount the thing everything every little action that you do because later down the track um, you know, it might add to something, or it might not. It doesn't do you really think that people? Do you think people get too sort of uh, hung up in trying to create that narrative? So it's like mm. I'm going to do this, and then this is going to happen. 
Well, I think they do because it's how it's communicated, right? So I, that video I made that I was saying, and that was about timing. I know you've seen it, Josh, but I'll just give yeah. a little. Um, or maybe you give a because I haven't spoken to you about it. You tell me what yeah. what what it was about. I'd like to hear. So no, it's it's basically, you know, about it's about instincts. It's about uh, you know the story of you you know, having this idea and feeling like you want to reach out to someone and, you know, feeling insecure about it and unsure, but going with your gut instinct and putting yourself out there, taking a risk. Mm. And uh, basically, you know, you reached out to Craig Harper, who we've had on the show um, and said, uh, you know, before you, you know, were friends with him, you know, you, you sort of bumped into him, you you know, you, you knew him as, I guess, a you know, less than probably an acquaintance in some regards and then um, said, yeah, hey, mate, I'd love to do video work for you. I don't, I'm not expecting any coin from this. And then um, you know, he wrote back straight away saying, um, I was just thinking about this, mm. you know, what's your number? And um, yeah, no, I think that that's like one of the things that I've been um, thinking about is the power of the um, cold email and mm. how many opportunities. Like we've got some really exciting stuff happening when we go to the US and um, it's purely come about through sending a bunch of emails mm. over a long period of time. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the thing that I'm even thinking about as we prepare for the US and as I'm you know getting everything lined up is how much I actually love sending cold emails and reaching out and connecting with people. It's like so much fun. Yeah, 100%. So someone could watch my video and then just go, oh, well, that's what I need to do, send a cold email, right? And their total thought behind it is I want something from this person, which is essentially what what the reality is and has been for me. But then there's this whole other, if you're looking at that timing uh, a preparation meets timing or operate opportunity um, opportunity meets <laughs> preparation great. when operation when operation <laughs> no you know meets what I mean. timing and so yeah, no, i yeah. think when it's like the the times that it has worked for me have been when it, it has come from the heart it sounds soft but it's like i honestly have just um approached it with this really genuine um, want to to add value to someone. And when you, I, I, even when I say the word add value to someone, it's like when someone takes that, it's like, oh, well, I'll just offer this person this. It's like yeah. it kind of is that, but there's this thing where it's like you feel it and you know it, um, that it is. Who's fucking texting you yeah, at it's, 628? It's, no, Telstra data. I've used 85% oh. of um, my 60 gigabytes. Anyway. Um, no, we need a telco sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we just use a lot of data. These, these costs. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I think when you honestly, truly it aligns with this sort of genuine feeling. Um, it, yeah, I think that's when it works. And so I could explain to somebody, here's a, here's a strategy to potentially land some new clients. It's like, that's what I hate. I hate wrapping it in that. Yeah. But it essentially yeah. is that. But it, but I think when you approach it 
uh, and I think that's what I try and do with everything in, in the videos you watch. It's like, and someone actually said this, which is like, I think I'm in alignment with the sort of, uh, you know, branding that I'm putting out there for myself, which is like a, a genuine approach. Like I'm, I'm telling stories that are honest and, you know, they're not forced and I'm not trying to tell people this is the strategy for 10xing your business, but I'm just sharing some honest learnings that I've had. Um, yeah. And so I think that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also a long-term approach, yeah. right? It's realizing that, um, you know, and, and being detached in some regards of being like, okay, what is it that we want? We want to live a fulfilling life. We want to be able to have connection, like, you know, connection with people and when you put that as your um, key motivator, mm. I know that the less I grip onto money, the more it comes my way. And that's mm. not saying like be dumb about money or don't think about it from a business sense. But um, yeah, it's a it's a paradox in many ways. And I but I think it's a um, I think that a lot of people that obsess about every dollar and trying to upsell every client and charge extra that for me has um has never led to me giving the best sort of value that i can and i feel like there's better ways of doing it than counting every dollar or every transaction yeah yeah exactly um and then there's like the the other journey that the person you're contacting where they're at yeah and what part of the journey are they on and is it you know is it at a similar space or um does it align with yours and the the example i gave with craig harper is like crazy serendipitous like the he's sitting there in his you know computer room just thinking about who can make videos for me or who do i know that can make videos and i popped into his inbox and so that is unbelievable timing that made him probably think this is my guy as much as, you know, I have been his guy and then we've become really good mates. Yeah. It's, um, so you don't... You, can't... You, can, you can create those serendipitous moments though, right? Like yeah. the thing is that if you hadn't sent the email, that serendipitous moment wouldn't have happened. Yes. And so if you stay, stay at home and you don't put your... So the only... If there was a formula to it, it's do more have more conversations, mm. put yourself out there, send the email, go to the event. Mm. And, um, you know, especially if you're a freelancer and you're working from home, I, um, you know, we've spoken about this. Like when I was starting my business, I remember, um, you know, this, the second year in February being like, uh, you know, it got to the end of January and I'm like, I actually don't have any work for February. And I booked in six meetings in one day just to catch up with people just to hang out a couple of people had spoken about video stuff and it was like three out of the six people ended up getting me to do videos that month and so it's it's always about doing something versus you know staying at home and getting depressed and you know Mm. not making that progress if the emphasis is on it yielding a result for you and that's your focus that's when you're setting yourself up but if you can honestly approach this and and have faith that shit will work out you know um, 
and go, okay, no, I'm actually just going to catch up with these people or I'm just going to reach out and say something. It's like that at scale is more um, powerful than messaging people going, hey, I make videos. Um, would you like, you know, to buy a video from me? You know, like I'm sure you'll get more well, business the other way. This is the thing. Like the, I think the reason why I've been successful in, you know, doing, you know, what I've been doing and the production company is because it actually hasn't been the video part of it. You know, mm. that is like I have been doing it for a decent chunk of time. So that's a given. But the other thing is I actually think it's because I'm a tech geek and I can help people in other ways. So half of those conversations with those people, it's like me talking about like them setting up a podcast and maybe you could do it this way or mm. here's search engine optimization. Like I'm giving away value for free just because I want to help and I'm interested in learning their business and what they're doing. And then they're also like, well, I also have this video thing. You have helped me with all this other stuff. Can you help me with this as well? Yeah. And um, so I think that it's it's helpful being useful. Like yeah. it's helpful. I think that, uh, you know, you think about Mason, the legend who's been helping us with, you know, creating edits. You know, he created the throwback thursday edit um that we posted on our instagram yesterday mm. it's like he actually is 18 years old and he's actually willing to learn and he's got a skill that can add value and that mm. makes such a difference oh yeah 100 percent. you know what and if if you lack confidence because i think about this it's like it does take a level or you might think that it requires a level of confidence you know to go to an event um, to uh, go to a coffee shop and start talking to people to send emails, which it, it kind of does, but it's like I I actually don't have I don't have that confidence all the time. I also don't have you know the social anxiety that some people might, so that makes it a lot harder. But it's like it, sometimes it you don't need that confidence to do this shit. It's yeah. um it's a muscle. It's it's literally it's a muscle, and it's um it's that thing of like it does get easier the more you do it and it's that reject therapy that uh, mm. Jules talks about too it's like do, doing it all the time getting you know if you send a hundred emails and it doesn't matter if you don't hear back from 80 of them because yeah. you're going to be you're going to have 20 to respond to this is a funny you know, um, thought that I've had and yeah I'll just I'll just say I was going to say it sound it can it could sound vain but it's like yeah. I've Perfect. actually so I, I have this sort of view on my stuff and how I yeah. how I come across and it's like um, you know it's it's all in it's like it's in my head and it's ha it's how I feel about the videos I put out and the sort of person I'm communicating that I am and then I see on the other side <clears throat> how people are interpreting that and what they're seeing and what they like about me and what I'm sharing, if that makes sense. And yeah. I, it's so funny because I'm reminded in, in these moments where people are making a comment about a video or talking to me about how I've done something or what they love about something. And it's like, it, 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 in those moments, it, remi it, it reminds me of this other person that I am because it's not the person yeah. who I think I am in moments. And so yeah. 
it's it's this it's like weird... when someone says to us like oh man that that video was so professional yeah it's like yeah fuck wait it's literally my job this is <laughs> this is like i hope it's professional yeah like yeah but it's a good like it is a wake-up call it's like oh you know like people like it's not a given people don't like you know we um sometimes we can be up our own asses too too far to actually yeah. realize the uh the reality and the perception and the, the truth that we live. Jeff Jowett, he messaged me uh, and this is a compliment that he gave me and it's totally yeah. not how I see myself, but it was the best compliment, uh, one of the best compliments I've had. He saw my video I did with Craig and he said, yeah. I love you on camera, mate. You remind me of Ryan Reynolds, smart but funny <laughs> as fuck. I just wrote back, best compliment ever. <laughs> but it's like that's good. He didn't even use the word videographer, so you've done well. <laughs> but it's um, you know, like I I don't see myself as all those things. Like I'm not over here yeah. going, I'm fucking smart. I'm funny as fuck. Maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe you'd make me create a bit more. But maybe I come across as an egomaniac. It's like I'm yeah. dealing with my shit, and I feel insecure. I feel fucking. Like I don't have any confidence sometimes in this stuff. It's just like waves, right? And then people remind you of maybe what you were capable of, and um, and yeah, it's a it's a funny existence. <clears throat> no, I think it's I think it's um a good way to be. Dan Harris, uh, who you know is the uh, news anchor. He he wrote the book Ten Percent Happier. He talks about being in a state where you know you've got the butterflies mm. uh, in your stomach you're not completely sure and he says that if he ever loses that when he's on air if he ever gets really confident mm. that's when he should be worried because that's when he ends up fucking up mm. and so i think that this area that we're in where you know we're always a little bit unsure is probably the exact spot that we should be in that's the ego in check that's you know being real about who we are and where we're at. Mm. It's a daily it's, talk show, everyone. Uh, just can I leave you with this? Uh, yeah. Sitting in the car park, it's now light. I can see a lot more people. I will. Um, I'll put a little uh, a little boomerang up on our um, the daily oh, talk boomerang. show. Boomerang. Well, because I'll do what are the boomerang. Well, I'll go from the computer, so my studio, up to see the yeah. cityscape. So okay, beautiful, mate. Don't can say I be I'm in not, it? Uh, well, yeah, I'll get the video up. I'll do that. Um, and so I just had a thought. I saw a person walking. It was really dark and I thought, oh, a bit dodgy until I saw their dog. And I thought you can trust a person that's walking with their dog. For some reason, it made me feel like I could trust them more. Whether it's reality or not, it could be a killer. It could be a pit bull that they're about to send. Is this the final thought? Savage. But it's, this like, is yeah, like that, Jerry Springer. My, my the, final the, thought the, is... You can trust a person with a dog. <laughs> or no, uh, people who are walking with a dog are more trust trustworthy. Oh, I don't know, because I, I, <laughs> I think you've got to care for that. I, I think they have to care for that. So there is a level of trust that you can that you could give. See, the, okay, a, a woman just walked past. She was one of the ones I said. I said, oh, there's a person. I couldn't see who they were. They pulled up in a van and they got mm. out, beanie. And she's was, got the dog. It was dark and they walked and there was a dog. But then she walked past. She looked like a lovely old lady. Just had a beanie on because it's cold. And she had a dog. But does she have a dog? She's she got a dog. dog. Okay. And she looks like, yeah, I'd trust her with my money. 
Okay, great. But we'll give her 20 bucks. I don't know why you're giving her money. But, uh, <laughs> and everyone, enjoy enjoy your Friday. And uh, check out our Instagram, the, the Daily Talk Show on Instagram, because Tommy's got this uh, epic boomerang of uh, the uh, where he is right now, and it includes me as well. So how could you get any better than that? <laughs> Feel free to send us an email too. Fuck, we get hardly any emails nowadays. I think it's because we haven't been uh, plugging it or reading out. Actually, before we go to uh, Michelle, I should got to find out what um, what is Michelle's actual um, uh, podcast name. We had Michelle on episode um, forty early of days. the, the yeah. podcast. Yeah, and um, she's been smashing the podcast. I haven't listened to the latest episode, but I have was thoroughly, every episode that I've listened to, I've thoroughly enjoyed. I'm going to tell you what it's called right now. Do you want to say anything in the meantime before I Yeah, so, so I'm currently trying to just sort out this boomerang. Um, and I'm, what I'm establishing Christ. is that I'm sorry, I uh, when I pull it up to reveal the city, it's out of focus. So I'm dealing with a... Um, no. This is this amateur is problem disaster. right now. This is videographer life. Uh, <laughs> Mich- Michelle's uh, Michelle's uh, podcast is called Life of a Stranger. So if you if you type in Life of a Stranger and it's got her on the uh, as the the picture and the podcast artwork, but yeah, it's so interesting. Her latest one's called Transsexuality, Religion, and How to Play Your Cards which sounds super interesting. And it's a short one. It's like 28 minutes. It's a daily talk show, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you guys.